Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. This January, we're headed back to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Passion 2022, and we want you there. So this week, we're bringing you excerpts from messages from past Passion conferences. Registration is open now, so head to passion2022.com and claim your spot before the price jumps after July 8th. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Sadie Rob Huff. John chapter 1. I'm going to be reading a few verses, so if you have your Bible, you can turn to John 1. If not, it'll be on the screen. Starting in verse 35, it says, the next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples. So a little backstory, John the... John the Baptist, he had been preaching that this Messiah was going to come, that the light of the world was about to come. And so there was a lot of people anticipating this light of the world, this Messiah coming that John the Baptist had been preaching about. He was a man sent from God to say all these things. And so it says the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as Jesus walked by because in this time, previously in John 1, it just talks about how Jesus, this Messiah he had been talking about coming, has just came. So it is all going down, finally. So they're standing there, he sees Jesus walks by, and he says, behold, the Lamb of God. It says the two disciples heard him say this, and so they followed Jesus. Jesus turned, and he saw them following, and he said to them, what are you seeking? Can everybody say, what are you seeking? Going down a little further, it said one of the two heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first went and found his brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you, Simon, son of John, you will be called Peter. So we get to see in this text in John chapter one when the relationship with Jesus and Peter began. We know Peter from a lot of different stories in the Bible. He was the guy that walked with Jesus on the water. He has some pretty epic moments with Jesus, but this is where he was introduced to Jesus by his brother. Well, the way that his discipleship started with Jesus, it says in the Gospel of Mark that one day, Peter and Andrew, they were fishermen and they were brothers and they were fishing and Jesus walks by and he says, drop your nets, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. And it says that these two brothers immediately dropped everything that they had and they followed Jesus. And I read these two stories and I'm amazed at how fast They just drop everything, they follow him, they heard it was the Messiah, they followed him. It was like wherever Jesus was, they were magnetic. They followed him. You know, relationships nowadays, a lot of times starts by a follow. But there is a long process that goes from the follow to the actually commitment to being in a relationship with you. But here, there was no process. It was just like, I'm just gonna follow you because you're the Messiah. And so I started to think, how did they do that? How was it so immediately? How were they so confident? And I think it goes back to that first question that Jesus hit him with. The second that Andrew started following him, Jesus turned around and said, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? 
before we go any further, what are you seeking? And then it goes a little bit further than just that question. It's really the response from Andrew. We get to see what he was seeking because he went and found his brother and he said, we found him. We found the Messiah. The search is over. The search is over. Because when you know that you found everything that you're looking for, you don't have to seek anywhere else to find it. When you know you found the desire of your soul, you don't have to go and just enjoy the temporary cravings of the world because you're completely satisfied in who He is. They knew, behold, it's the Messiah, drop it all, we're following Him. We found what we were looking for. For us, there's a lot more of a process, like I said. It's a lot different than when you find the desire of your soul. There's not a process. They immediately dropped everything they had and they just begin to follow Him. Because Jesus skips all that phase that we go through. He skips that confusion. He skips the carrying you along. He skips the, wait, what are we doing? And He's like, what are you seeking? He skips it, let's just leave our options open for a little while, see how this works out. He's like, yeah, I know you're a fisherman, drop your net because I'm gonna make you a fisher of men. No other option, I am the option. And he skips that whole I like you phase and he goes straight to I love you. And the thing is, you really know that. You might not have really realized that, but you know that if you know John 3, 16, for He so loved you that He sent His one and only Son to die for you. And then He so loved you that He died for you. And then He loved you so much that He came back to life and offers you His Spirit. If you'll just believe in Him, He skipped all of that, you have to do this. He's like, I am love, so I'm just gonna come. I love you, I loved you. And sometimes we think that there's a process to go through in order for us to actually commit to a relationship with God. We think we have to go through that whole, well, I don't know if God really likes me because I didn't do this, this, or this. I didn't perform well, I don't read enough, I don't do enough, I've done this and this. We're not waiting on God to like us enough for Him to say, hey Jesus, go. He's not sitting up there in heaven saying, hold up, hold up, let's wait until the sun hits Him just right. Let's wait till golden hour. Let's wait until they say the thing perfect and then I'll send you. He already sent His Son. Because before the foundation of the world began, He knew you, He knit you together in your mother's womb so He can skip all that and fully sense it and commit to dying for you while you were still a sinner. It wasn't about you being liked. So why do we get that confused? I surveyed Instagram as I was preparing for this message and I said, what are you seeking in life? What are you seeking in life? And I doubled that as a double question. I said, and where are you searching for that in? And I was amazed 
at the response, thousands and thousands and thousands of response, literally in messages and response, all kinds of things, because people really took this seriously because they hadn't stopped long enough to think about that. And what people were seeking was actually really powerful. Majority, by far, top four, was love, happiness, peace, and purpose. Top four things that most people my age that follow me on Instagram said they were looking for. And I was like, well, that's, that's pretty awesome. But here's the kicker. Where are you searching for that in? That is the response that got me. This year as I was preparing to preach this message as well, I decided I don't wanna just go up here and give fluff and not really know what y'all are going on on a heart level. So I went to several college campuses and met with every sorority of the college campuses and I asked them these similar questions. And I said, as an overview of your campus, as somebody who's very liked on campus, what do you see is the thing that people are struggling with the most? And it's interesting because we're searching for all these things, but when I was listening to what everybody on campus seemed to be struggling with, it was these things. Let me see if they sound familiar to you. It was perfectionism, mental illness, depression, anxiety, feelings of loneliness, body image issues, eating disorders, and it was all kinds of things that they would confidently say most people on campus struggle with. I heard this and I was shocked and I've been praying for what, what I could say. How do you preach to, to mental illness, to depression, to anxiety, to all these things? And as I'm praying for this, I come across this article by Time Magazine that says, why Instagram is the worst thing for your mental health. So I click on the article, very interesting, and it's this whole article about how a group of people have presented to Instagram a request to take the like button away. That's interesting. Of all the things that social media is and has become, the one thing that these people really feel is important to take away is the like button. Well, now y'all know that it's coming into play. Already seven countries, they've removed the like button. But the reason why is so interesting. The reason why they're taking the like button away is because it is proven to have direct effect on mental illness, to cause depression, to lead to anxiety, to cause people to feel lonely and left out and FOMO, to cause comparison and eating disorders. And it was every single thing that every sorority girl told me they were dealing with. And so we might be seeking love, happiness, peace, and purpose, but my fear is we're searching for all those things right here. And I don't know if you noticed, but you can waste a lot of time searching and searching and scrolling and scrolling and looking looking with no direction, following and following and following and liking, 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 and not realize you're not finding anything that you're really looking for. You know, when we were little, you used to play that game, like you would hide something somewhere. Like you'd hide it right here and you would be directing somebody how to get to that thing. And you'd be like, if they were over here, you'd be like, oh, you're kinda cold, get a little closer. You're, you're a little warmer, but you're still cold. You're a little warmer, oh, you're on, you're on fire, you're on fire, and you get like so stoked. I kinda feel like that right now. It's like 
we're sitting here with this and we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, but we're saying, oh yeah, we're seeking for love. We're seeking happiness. We're seeking peace. We're seeking purpose. And if you're holding this and you're seeking those things, I would say it's really cold. It's ice cold. You are not close right now. And if you would put it down for a second and you begin to search and say, okay, a little warmer, but if you would pick up this book, I would say you are literally on fire. You're literally on fire. You know this word, there's a promise in this word. It says, seek and you will find. You will find because God is love. If you're looking for love, that's who God is. Did you say you're looking for love, happiness, and peace? Let me give you something better. The top three fruits of the Spirit of who He is, love, joy, and peace. It's who He is. Oh, and you're seeking for purpose? What better place to find it than from where you come from and who gives you purpose? Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.